Oh, don't don't ask me to try to explain sex law and puppet land, David. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Feliz Navidad, and welcome to a very special episode, the most wonderful podcast of the year. Ah, uh, oh, so uh, as a cue, there you go. You guys didn't scream real loud. The audience doesn't know that it's the secret word yet, though. Yeah, it's, well, uh, clunky hasn't spit it out of his mouth yet. All right, well... We're going to, this week, as part of our weekly Christmas spooktacular, <laughs> uh, we're going to be discussing the Pee-wee Christmas special. What's the official name for it? The uh, Christmas at uh, Pee-wee's? Yes. Christmas, Christmas at, at Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yep, that is correct. Which came out in 1988. Uh, it's yeah. sort of a TV movie, but it's also sort of just an episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Well, it's like longer than an episode of Pee Wee's yeah, Playhouse, I think. But dare also I say, n- twice as long. But also not as long as like a TV movie. Yeah. Wasn't Pee Wee's Playhouse an hour show? No, I'm pretty sure it's a half hour. Really? Let's look. Let's get the crack research team on this. Yeah, oh this, yeah, this is the season for Gruel yeah. Orphans. Uh, yeah, I just got. Thank you. Okay, get get out of here now. Go go. Um, get back to your Dickensian nightmare. <laughs> it's just a thirty-minute show. Okay, I didn't realize that. So anyway, and Pee Wee's Playhouse was a Saturday morning, um, sort of a rendition of a classic kids show. I want to talk more about that. That ran from nineteen eighty-six to nineteen ninety-one, and. Uh, so before we talk about this Pee Wee Christmas special for a little while, let's get everyone. Oh, I'm your host this week. There we go, Ryan Alexander Tanner. Uh, with me over the computer is my favorite sugar plum, <laughs> David Bitsenhofer, <laughs> and uh, the guy who stole Christmas. <laughs> Austin Gorton. <laughs> there you go. That was very peewee, peewee-like. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Peewee Christmas special. So, uh, usually before we get into the episode and uh, talk about it, the minutia of it for a very long time, we talk about our relationship with, so I guess Peewee as a thing, or maybe Peewee's Playhouse, and then specifically the Peewee's Christmas special. What's your What's your uh, context going into this, Austin? Uh, let's see. I came to Pee Wee from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there was like the Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the movie uh, that that predated the Playhouse, that was entirely lost on me as a kid. I was just like, hey, what's this? I, I mean, I don't even remember how I came across it or got into it or whatever, but I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse as a kid and I, I vaguely recall like going through a period of time in which I was like intensely into Pee Wee Herman. Like I had a talking Pee Wee doll and they actually had like an action figure line associated with the show because it was the late eighties and every goddamn thing had an action figure line. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was a toy obsessed kid. So I had all of these action figure lines. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm pretty sure I had like a Pee Wee quote unquote action figure and maybe 
like a clunky toy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't remember. I mean, I remember some of the, the, the gimmicks, you know, the word of the day and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't think I could tell you anything that happened in any particular episode. And there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that I forgot until I was watching this, like the claymation penny segment. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, they did one of those in every episode and, or nearly every episode. And so when's the last time you watched it? Oh, I probably haven't watched an episode of Wee's playhouse since, since like the early nineties, like when it went off the air. Wow. I mean, I ha- I've seen the movies. You know, I went back, like, as a kid, mm-hmm. I would, you know, I rented um, Big Adventure and Big Top Pee Wee, which, as a kid, I was a dumb kid. I liked Big Top more than Big Adventure. Oh, gosh. Even wow. though I'm, I'm pretty sure Big Top is, is the better movie. Um, mm-hmm. though, I, though I haven't seen either of those in, in any Big Adventure of years, is either. a better movie, right? Yeah, that Big Adventure is, is okay. better than right. Big Top. Okay. Nowadays, Cute. I mostly yeah. know the Pee Wee movies for the Tim Burton score. That was Tim Burton's big break into the uh, into the film score scene. Was when I'm, I'm not you mean Tim Danny Burton, Elfman? Danny Elfman. When Tim Burton yeah. picked, plucked uh, Danny Elfman out of Oingo Boingo to uh, to score Big Adventure. That was his first. Is big that break. right? Yeah, he was the. Oh, I didn't know that. He was the pianist in Oingo Boingo. Oh, I know that, but I didn't know uh, when he what his gateway into film scores yeah it was uh it was tim burton and and big adventure okay that makes sense yeah so that's my history with peewee i guess okay a lot yeah because a lot of what i want to talk about about peewee is how different it is when you watch it as an adult and as a kid so i guess we'll get into that as we go so i'm really interested in your reaction to this since you haven't seen this since you were a kid david bitsenhofer how about you it's pretty similar. So I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse pretty religiously, and mm-hmm. that's what I—that was kind of my introduction into Pee Wee. I'm trying to think if I saw that or like scenes from Big Adventure. That came first, right? The movies came first, or am I wrong on that? At least Big Adventure. I think Big yeah. Adventure came out, and I want to say Big Top Pee Wee was made like at the same time as the show. Okay. I can see what that sounds mean. right. Let's see what the, Let's get the uh, hey, get that. over here, get over here. <laughs> Even now, I I'm trying to think if I've ever watched Big Adventure all the way through. Whoa, really? I know. Uh, I remember watching it as a kid, and there's like that big machine that pours cereal, and he has like a giant mm-hmm. bathtub. That's about all I remember. <laughs> and large Marge, but uh, the but so I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse pretty religiously. Although I've realized when you said you wanted to do it, how I've I remember watching it, but then I've forgotten most of it because I haven't watched it since, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I do remember watching this Christmas special because I think it was on prime time at like seven o'clock one night or something mm-hmm. near Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch this." So I remember that, and I don't know if we want to get into it now because it involves the plot. But my memory before watching it, if you told asked me what it was about, now obviously I'm not gonna remember everything. But the vague plot that would exist, I got totally wrong. Like, oh. <laughs> like I knew Fruitcake was involved, but I got <laughs> that all wrong in my Boy, mind of what it. happened. And part of it's just like I'm a dumb kid, so I don't get stuff. Because I know, just with Pee Wee, I realized like, I watched it all the time, but I felt like I really never got it the way it's supposed uh-huh. to be. And, but I do also remember that at the end of every episode, he got on a bike... And his bicycle helmet gave me the heebie-jeebies. 
Because I think it had like a big eye on it or something that just. It did. Yep. Yep. It Mm -hmm. did. So I remember not liking his bicycle helmet yet. I still watched every week. So that's something. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I remember watching him a lot as a kid, but then kind of just moving on. And I know once I got into college, he kind of had a renaissance or people got into it again. I feel like there was a lot of like uh, hipsters around me who liked watching it again. And his Hmm. like, uh, was it an HBO show or something? Was, I'll, yeah, I'll give you all the. Yeah. I'll fill that out for you. Um, and have either of you guys seen this Christmas special before that you can recall? Yeah, I just said that. I remember as a kid, I watched it and I got the oh. plot all wrong. Oh, that's right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. But it was definitely as I started watching, and I was like, I remember this part. I remember this part. But let's just say I got the fruitcake part all wrong. And there's a scene okay, well, in my mind that never actually happened. So that's great too. I can't wait to hear <laughs> more about your fruitcake mix-up. <laughs> so, for me, um, I feel like Pee-wee kind of goes deep in my, like, early life or something. Like, um, this Pee-wee's Christmas special has actually, like, been a Christmas special my family has watched, like, throughout my life. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> when I remember watching it when it came on, and then I remember it was, like, on sale on VHS, like towards the end of VHS being a thing, and my mom bought one for like everyone. <laughs> you know, she bought like five copies and just gave them out to everybody. And then uh, I watched this like last year. I think that's why I thought of it because, um, and now it's like the thing that you put on on Netflix streaming, and it's on in the living room, and everyone's walking through and like talking over it, and mm-hmm. you can't get anyone to pay attention. Um, so it's just uh, that. Has, it's to me it's like a true Christmas special that I will watch you know it's like the one I want to watch there's a lot about Pee Wee so Pee Wee um, you know Paul Rubens was a stage performer mm-hmm. and he decided to create this persona and just go with it like have that be who he was like in the public eye and it took off so he would do these stage shows um, and all the stuff was designed by Gary Panter who's like a comics artist I don't know if you've heard of him but he's like one of the greats and he designed, like, Cherry in the Playhouse and all that stuff. And he was, like, a punk rock guy. Um, so it's this really interesting collaboration. But Pee-wee, to me, it's, like, it's not actually a kid's show. It's, like, a weird rendition of a kid's show. Well, it was these stage shows. That's what you saw on HBO, is there was a live show they had. And it was um, this character of Pee-wee, and it was done, like, an old-timey kind of, you know, like a 50s Howdy Doody era mm-hmm. kid's show. But it was, like, weirdly subversive, and it had, like, um, just, like, subtle, racy humor, and then, like, a lot of things that were very sort of, like, drugged-out feeling. Like, they how they show old cartoons, and they would just show, like, really short clips of old cartoons. Yeah. And uh, just these sort of weird kind of surrealist things, and um, I think, too, part of why Pee-wee was such, like, a element in my family and the things we liked is like um you know i grew up in like a queer household with a gay mom and there's something like uh there's like a real queer culture element to peewee that's a little bit hard to explain or even pinpoint um i think paul rubin's sexuality is a bit of a mystery i don't know how much we'll get into it but um uh there's a lot of um like uh underlying gay culture to this christmas special especially 
And uh, I don't know. It's like we watched John Waters movies like Cry Baby and Hairspray and stuff. My mom just like there was a lot of things that we could enjoy as a family on several levels. Because this stuff, when you're a kid, you watch it and it's just like four kids. And then when you watch it as an adult, it's like very different. Yeah. Like you read it very differently. So this is probably like my favorite thing we've ever done on the show. And I'm excited to talk about it. Okay, so we open outside of the playhouse, as we always do. It's snowy. So, um, and it's got all these like interesting stop motion miniatures and stuff. How did you guys yeah. like that stuff? <laughs> it was fun. I just, I just wrote down very, very Rankin Bass was the opening. Yeah. It's funny as a kid, I always felt a disconnect between the inside and outside of Pee Wee's house. Cause like I could tell that the outside was a miniature and the inside was a set, you know? Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, it's funny. Like I'm like more whimsical about Pee Wee stuff as an adult than I was as a kid. I think. <laughs> I like switched. Do we know where his house is located, like in the world? No, it's just like fictional, and I think Pee Wee is one of those things. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. I was gonna say, did you know that, David? It's fictional. Yeah. Did you know that it's fictional, David? Um, and I think Pee Wee. Part of the thing about Pee Wee as like a concept is you you can't really. Yeah. Ask questions about it, like, um, like how old is he? Is he a child or is he a man? And like, uh, oh, he's a man, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. And like, how does he have all this stuff? Like the world, you just have to just whatever, you know. It just is what it is. Well, he's like Same. in. You'd think the U.S. because there's Marines there at least, or they're shipped overseas or something. Well, I'll tell you what, you're you're never going to get to the bottom of it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> but, keep, but keep digging. So we open with a, a Marines choir, which immediately, there are um, gay undertones to all of this. Like, it's on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David, the, uh, the gruel orphans have alerted us that uh, Pee Wee's house is situated in Puppet Land. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't I don't know in what larger principality Puppet Land belongs to, however, if that's a a uh, a parallel entity to the United States or if it's its own country or, or how that all works. Yeah. Are they under the thumb of the King of Cartoons or is he that's not a good in question. charge? Is he like like is the King of Cartoons the is he the king over the cartoons, or is mm-hmm. he like their king who likes cartoons? No, I'm pretty sure that he is the king of cartoons specifically. So then, would like, like it. would Jombie be like the Pope of Puppet Land? No, he's a genie. <laughs> yeah, he's... but they have very clearly defined roles. I know, but is, <laughs> is that like is that like is he the head of like a religion that uh, that worships in Puppet Land? Um. Uh, send the research team on that. He was obviously a god from a different world that Pee Wee captured and enslaved yeah. and brought back to Puppet Land. I can see that. It's it's certainly a possibility. So yeah, this whole thing. Oh, so we get our little like our pan across Pee Wee's playhouse, and then yeah, there's like this super earnest Marine choir to start. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're very handsome. Yeah, it's but then they start dancing, right? Then, yeah, then, then Pee Wee pops up and is like, Arr! and then it's they suddenly become like crazy dancers. And there's like uh, lady backup dancer ladies yeah. with big hair and stuff. It's really awesome. Yeah, and Pee Wee rests his elbows on their butts. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to <laughs> just acknowledge <laughs> what that happened. That <laughs> so, and then we get the rollout of the who's going to appear on this thing. And for me, um, again, like, I don't know. Like, my, I, I feel love in my heart when you see all the Pee Wee's Playhouse characters and stuff. Uh, so yeah. it's like Cherry, Annette Funicello, Cowboy Curtis, who's played by Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Yep. Missy Vaughn, the most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, the king of cartoons, who, you know, he was Blackula. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yep, he oh, was. Yeah. And then uh, Frankie Avalon, Charo, mm. the <laughs> Del Rubio triplets. <laughs> were they on Full House, Ryan? Ah, I think they were. Who are they? They're just, like, triplets who sing, and yeah. when they were old, they did a bunch of guest spots. Is that yeah, the deal? we can talk about it. I guess we can talk about it when they show up. And... Yeah. Were they famous when they were young, or was it not until they got old? I got no idea. Okay. I just feel like they sang Whip It on a Full House. Oh, you're <laughs> right. They did. Well, whatever. They needed the money. Whoopi Goldberg? I know. Magic Johnson. I want to talk a lot about Magic Johnson's appearance because I loved it. Grace Jones. Yep. Grace Jones. Uh, KD Lang. Yep. Little Richard. Joan Rivers. Who is Dinah Shore? I don't know who that is, I don't think. Uh, she is a famous songstress, I guess is how you would, how you would put it. All right. Well, she's on this. <laughs> and then um did i say oprah yeah, oh maybe no you did not you said Whoopi goldberg yeah well i can tell them apart <laughs> um they're both co-hosts of successful daytime talk shows uh-huh. that's all i was implying ryan i know i always get uh co-hosts of successful daytime talk shows uh-huh. mixed up <laughs> i can't pick, tell them apart um, which reminds me that we should haze Carol for not being on this episode. Yeah. But she <laughs> forgot. Of racism? That's what reminds <laughs> you? Or... No, but Oprah being on this reminded me of Carol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's probably going to be the hardest part for Carol that she misses the episode. Mm-hmm. But also I wanted to shame her because she just forgot. Yep. She that's forgot why she's not on this episode. one. <laughs> I she's think she's, be, she's a Pee-wee fan, I assume, right? Yeah, I think she would have liked it. Yeah, I, um, I feel like I feel like its subversive elements speak to her. Yeah, her uh, her sense of humor. And then finally, Jaja Gabor, <laughs> <laughs> who is famous for being famous, is what I've been told. No, she was on Green Acres. No, wasn't that Ava Gabor? Or was that Jaja? Oh, uh, that's a good sure question. Out here. Oh, yeah, it was dang. it was Ava that was. Oh famous. darn! So is she her sister? Yes. Yes. And that is, I think, I'm pretty sure that she's famous for being like Ava. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It's like a Kardashians thing. Yeah. Uh, do you know that there's been like ten seasons of that Kardashians show? Okay, so let's get to what happens. Yes. We open with Pee-wee is, is dictating his list of things he wants, and it's very long. Indeed. Did, is it, I think we have to note that one of the things he wants is, quote, one of those dolls you fill up with the gooey, goopy stuff. You know, 
I was taking notes on this, and I was like, I don't need to write that down because <laughs> it's not gonna not get mentioned. <laughs> now I could go down the obvious path of the jokes we'd normally make, but I'm just confused at what he's even referring to in general. I think it might be like a like a doll that poops. I don't know. I think it might really just be a sex doll. <laughs> yeah, you think just, I really kind of do too. because I don't really know what else it could be. Do you think sex doll is like Pee Wee's sexual orientation? Like, and like, if I got a sex doll and had sex with it, if oh yeah, if <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so when. <laughs> And if I had a sex doll and I had sex with it and I was yeah. in puppet land, is that like sexual assault? Mm. Don't don't ask me to try to explain sex law in puppet land. <laughs> I don't even think the that cool orphans ass. can handle that one. Yeah, I'm sure you could Google sex law in puppet land and get some information. Yeah, but, but, but I don't yeah, but then you get branded it. like some sort of sexual deviant. And yeah, know. you'll never live it down. Like do some kind of sexual <laughs> Yes. So, and the only thing is Pee Wee talks to the camera is the thing. Like, he talks to, like, yeah. we're the kids at home. And that's one of the, the main narrative devices of the show, really. Yeah, and he, like, he'll, like, ask the, he'll, like, ask you, the viewer, a question and then, mm-hmm. like, there'll be a few seconds of silence, then he'll be like, yeah, that's right, and then he'll say something. And it never really occurred to me as a kid, but watching it just now, I was like, I wonder what it would have felt like if you were a kid that, like, yelled something at the TV, and then that was the thing that he said. Yeah. Well, it is interesting. You see all these, like, interactive TV shows, and, like, even as a kid, I never actually, like, talked to the TV. Yeah, no, and I'm, like, I was, yeah, I was never one of those kids. And, like, do, do any kids actually talk to the TV back? Like, I think some kids do. Yeah, I think, I definitely think younger kids. And I say, I say I never did that, but I don't know, maybe I did when I was, like, three, and I just don't remember it. Yeah, I bet you did. I didn't. I was always smart. I bet that. you still do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know, Ryan, and how can I keep you quiet? I, I, think can the see, I can see David being a curmudgeonly three-year-old. Yeah. I can see that just like, glaring at the like TV. Watching Sesame Street and being like, a bird couldn't grow that big in a city eco-landscape. That's ridiculous. <laughs> With all the pizza uh, on the streets, Austin, a bird could get that big. <laughs> That's true. So Pee-wee has a, he's messing with the yo-yo and he breaks the camera lens. I remember that being that kind of stuff really affecting me when I was a kid watching it. <laughs> Did you think it was like the TV? Like, oh, no, no I just broken. it had this meta aspect to it, you know, and like just that effect being neat when I was a kid, you know, like I feel like the first time I experienced something like that, it may have been around the same time, was it was the Gary Shandling show. Uh-huh. And he, like, vacuumed on his show, and then, like, yep. the screen got fuzzy. That's what I... Well, if you watch Gary, It's Gary Shandling's show now, like, that's a show I watched as a little kid that I think really infected my brain. Because mm-hmm. he always talk. he talks to you, and he'll be like, okay, so now it's a part of the episode where this happens, and it'll start the scene. Yeah. Or he walks between sets, like, it's very much about that it's a show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Didn't do it real. You should be sorry. I am. 
So then Miss Yvonne comes, and she's all done up in her holiday gear. And she's thirsty. Yeah, so she's got mistletoe on her hat, and she is going to smooch, like, everyone in the playhouse. <laughs> yeah. basically... And she's up for it, too, though, right? <laughs> well, yeah, she yeah, can't wait. <laughs> she, is, she, she is ready for some Christmas loving. Yeah, well, she's up for it, and everyone else seems up for it, too, except Pee-wee. He's the only one who doesn't want to get some, but... You get the feeling that some sort of, like, uh, inanimate objects that are animate with her orgy is going to happen pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So what are they? They're animate objects, I guess? Is that what we would call I guess so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cherry's going to have her sit on him, I think. Uh-huh. Or her. Is Cherry him or her? I think Cherry is a f- woman. It's a still woman happening. Chair. You know. Yeah, I... I... I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I believe that Cherry. Can I just say that is... as a child who named his pound puppy Poundy, I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> the, the naming scheme of characters on, uh-huh. on just Playhouse. That they're pretty much all just what they are with a Y on the uh-huh. end. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and Miss Yvonne gifts him a fruitcake, which is maybe the start of a running bit. One <laughs> full full disclosure when she first gave him because again I I I had neither never saw this or don't remember seeing this so when she first gives him the fruitcake and he's like oh no fruitcake I'm like oh come on fruitcakes are actually pretty good yeah. not realizing how much of a running gag this is going to become yeah and how sick I was going to be of fruitcakes by the end of it <laughs> yeah I remember uh, as a, as watching this as a kid being like what I would I would take a fruitcake. <laughs> What's the problem? Right, what? but then obviously when all he gets is fruitcakes, you start to see the problem, yeah. but it's... No, I get it. He's already For, shitting on that fruitcake. I guess I'll just bring it up now. For whatever reason, when I saw this as a kid, and remember, oh, I was yeah. a stupid kid. Mm-hmm. Alright. <laughs> I thought he liked the gift. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And so in my mind, this the whole thing was he was always excited to get more fruitcake. And, like, the joke was that, like, nobody likes fruitcake except Pee Wee Herman because he's just that weird that he likes fruitcake. And so, like, everyone's giving him fruitcake because he loves it. And I don't know, like, I don't know how I got that. <laughs> so just to be clear here, what you're saying is, as a child, both the sort of like, dirtier sexual adult subtext went over your head as did the actual text <laughs> at least of this joke is it like when, when do you have facial blindness is that what i have or like or like uh, asperger's where i can't detect like people's like sarcasm communication like, or oh that? yay another fruitcake i know and and it's I like wow like, he's really oh, excited he the about that cake. <laughs> also odd is my why would recoll- he say it if he wasn't <laughs> my recollection is that he marries a fruitcake at the end of the episode oh that's a different episode no there's an episode of peewee's playhouse where yeah. he's like i love this fruit salad i as i recall it was a fruit salad was it fruit salad and- so at least i got the fruit part right because i because whenever someone <laughs> says i love blah blah he goes then why don't you marry it so yeah. then once he's eating a fruit salad, he's like, I love this fruit salad. It's like further into the series. And they're like, well, then why don't you marry it? And he's like, all right, then I will. Yeah. And he does. <laughs> and so I'm, I've conflated those two memories into thinking yep. he loves fruitcake. 
up until okay. the end of the episode where they're like, well, if you love fruitcake so much, why don't you marry it? But what's also odd is the reveal of what he does with fruitcake is also kind of in my memory, so I guess I just... Okay. Uh, you just remember them both and you composited them. Yeah. That would be great, though, if the Christmas special ended with him marrying a fruitcake. <laughs> So then he does this thing that I feel like happens a lot on TV, though I can't think of another specific example, where he's like, Miss Yvonne, I got you a present too. And it's wrapped. And then he like lifts uh-huh. the wrapping paper off and tells her what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why did you wrap it? And or why not have her unwrap it because she's standing right there? And It's for brevity. And what is the gift, Austin? Uh, he gives her some perfume or... Oh, de peewee, as he calls it, which I'm pretty sure is what he got arrested for. <laughs> and what, what do you believe Oh, de peewee smells like? That's my question. <laughs> what do you think the scent is? <laughs> There's so many places to take that. <laughs> this is what I wish we had Carolyn for, you know? I know. She's really, I really miss her right now. <laughs> She's good at identifying smells. Uh, so, the other note I have is right after this. Flory, who's made of some of the floor, talks. And I just wrote my note is, Flory is clearly a drug addict. Because Flory's like, yeah, Miss He wants a kiss too, though, doesn't he? Like He's like, I want a kiss too, Miss And then she's going to get it on with him. There's going to be this, like... Do you think Flory, like, I mean, he, 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 like, can look up her skirt, right? Oh, I guess he, he doesn't have a choice, actually. Right? But do you think he likes it, though? Oh, sure. It's, yeah. like, the only good part about being the floor. <laughs> What about when, his one what about when food drops on him though? Oh, that'd be cool too. Yeah. <laughs> so then he gets a phone call in this phone booth thing yeah. he has, and it's Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, Whoopi Goldberg just giving him a call. And I remember, I remember being confused by this as a kid. I remember being excited about all the guest stars, and yeah. I didn't really mind that everyone had short cameos. I think I did a little bit as a kid. I remember that, um, but. I remember being confused because Whoopi Goldberg, the bit is that she calls in and she's like, can I be on the special? And Pee Wee's like, mm, not this year, no. And then she's she's like desperate to be on the show yeah. and he's like, books her for two years out and he gives her like maybe. a maybe, yeah. like he won't commit to it. Um, which is a pretty funny bit in my opinion. But I do, do kind of like, like the bit of the guest appearance is the actor asking to make a guest appearance <laughs> and being told no. Yeah. But that confused me when I was a kid. I was like, wait, but she wanted to be on it, but she was on it, but she (laughs) wanted to be, so she'll be on it in two years? I was like, I don't get it. And Yeah, and I also like how they're very unapologetic about having all these guest actors who just, like, show up just to leave, basically, you know? Uh, Yeah, well, some people are just like, hey, baby, Merry Christmas. Okay, bye. Yeah. (laughs) I also wrote down, like, oh, she'll be on the special in two years. Someone is optimistic about the longevity of his program. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> it wasn't the longevity of the program. <laughs> so then they go into the magic screen. This is the thing they do every episode, yeah. where they do connect the dots. Yeah. But now yeah, it's connect the Christmas connect dots. The dots. Yeah, I remember that's one where like I I know that deep down in my yeah, brain. Yeah, me too. It's one of those I didn't think about it when you brought up Pee Wee, but right when it happens, you're like, oh yeah, connecting the dots. 
So then he makes a sled out of dots and he's riding around in it. And then I thought this was so funny that uh, he's in the sled and then Magic Johnson shows up and he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, Magic Screen is my cousin. (laughs) That's so funny to me. Magic Screen and I are cousins is what he says. So then they go on a sled ride and then they're just, that's it. My favorite thing about Magic Johnson's appearance is that on the IMDb page for this show, it shows, it lists the credits as magic johnson and then whereas like for whoopi goldberg it's like whoopi goldberg whoopi goldberg it's mm-hmm. magic johnson magic screen's cousin <laughs> that's awesome that's how they credit him on IMDb. <laughs> that's how good of a joke it is <laughs> i was surprised at how i like I, how young magic johnson looked because i'm just yeah used to seeing him nowadays and he's you know obviously much much older Several people. I mean, a lot of these people are dead. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you know that Santa didn't survive. I <laughs> yeah, he's been dead for quite some time. <sighs> so Pee Wee realizes he has not decorated the playhouse, and he realizes that he was selfish. Which, yeah. Okay. So he says <laughs> he was too busy worried about his presents. Then he forgot the true meaning of Christmas or something, He, which is, like, thinking of others. And so he forgot to decorate. But, like, how is decorating helping anybody? Like, like who benefits from Pee-wee decorating his house? He's having people over. Everyone comes <laughs> over. I don't think there's a lot of places to go in Puppet <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, if it's not decorated, are they, like, going to be, like, devastated if it's not Christmas decorated? Well, you decorate for your guests. Yeah, I mean, if you went to a Christmas party... Well, no, I already know the answer to that question. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know you can't win this against yeah, me. Yeah, you're right, I can't. Um, here's my structural issue with this moral that Pee-wee's imparting. I wrote down, like, wow, we got to the moral of this episode nice and fast. Don't be greedy and selfish at Christmas time. That's not what it's all about. Except that, like, after this, he immediately goes back to being greedy and selfish for the rest of the episode and then has to, like, relearn the lesson at the end of the episode. It's called a yeah. callback, Austin. You know, it's like he, he introduced it only to call it back at the end. When, I guess. When the real test. Because first it, cause he first half-assed this whole not being selfish thing because the solution was pretty uh, simple for him. You know, That's He true. didn't really act to, actually have to sacrifice for anything. He didn't even have to give up his wish. I know, but but I'm still confused at how <laughs> decorating is not being selfish. It could okay. His guests have an expectation of an experience <laughs> that he is failing to deliver to them because he has been too focused on his own desires. You know whose fault that is? His guests for having expectations. Correct. <laughs> Stop I don't expecting think that's true. And your life goes a lot smoother. <laughs> that's the real lesson. <laughs> well, okay, let me put it this way. This is maybe this will work. David, if you were invited to a party <laughs> and you arrived at said party and it had no booze, <laughs> would you not be let down by the lack of booze? Um I would think I'd fly into a Hulk-like rage and murder everybody at the party. So well, there you go. So this for is the a... denizens of Puppetland, <laughs> Christmas decorations at this party are like unto booze. <laughs> Which may or may not be true. I just did not get that communicated to me beforehand. Okay. okay. Yeah, so Pee-wee wants to use his wish. 
I don't know. This is like what I like about uh, <laughs> Pee-wee is like he'll be like, Johnny, can I get an extra wish? Well, and that Pee-wee's kind of a shithead. Like he's yeah. an interesting yeah. character, you know. Right. He's like a layered character. Yeah. And he's a really unique character. So he's like, Johnny, maybe I can get an extra wish, you know. And Johnny's like, What do you think it is? He's all pissed. He's like, What do you think it is? Christmas? And he's like, Oh, it is. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that turned around quickly. This is I'm gonna. This is I'm going down David territory here, but. Does Pee-wee get, like, a wish a day? Yeah, well, he gets a wish every episode. So yeah. how, wouldn't that render Santa Claus irrelevant if you had a magical god, wish-granting god trapped in a closet in your house and you got one wish from him every day? Yeah, but every episode, he, like, some wish comes up and he, he has to use his wish on something else besides toys. Like, like toys is always ends up sucking on his list for wishes, you know? Just wish for more wishes one of those days. You can't. Yeah, that, um, that's a way to bring uh, Jombie to life and have him devour your soul. Is oh, okay, okay, yeah. like that's what happens. Gotcha. And then he then he puts your head on a pike and displays it for all to see. It, it's pretty morbid. Also, you you gotta just roll with this, man. I know, I know. <laughs> you can't look. We all we There's... all have we all have our our moments where it bubbles to the surface, and Jombie's wish granting was that moment for me. Suspension of disbelief in the Pee Wee show is is a tricky, a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember very vividly the Mecha Lecha High Mecha Hiney Homie, of course. Yeah, that was yep. another one that just like yeah. it was was like yep. deep inside of me, and I didn't know it was there until he said, it. "I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that." And that's from the original stage show too. Oh, like really? a lot of this stuff is in the stage show, like Jombie. You know, Phil Hartman was really involved in this. I did not know that. Yeah, Phil Hartman was in the original stage show, and he co-wrote Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, I did not know He that. was Captain Carl. I think he was on the Saturday morning show sometimes, too. Yeah, he too. was. I do remember him being on the show. Yeah. I mean, retro- I didn't know him at the time, but retroactively, I was aware of it. Yeah, but he's Captain Carl. So then, Reba the Mail Lady comes and gifts Pee-wee with a fruitcake. Mm-hmm. More fruitcake. Which he and- loves. He's just so excited for that fruitcake. <laughs> no, David, he didn't. He didn't like the fruitcake. Uh, Reba the Mail Lady, played by S. Apatha Murkison from uh, uh, Copious Amounts of Law and Order. Oh. I, you know, I don't know Law and Order. That's one of those shows, like, how much of it oh, is she, there? She's the police chief, right? I you know more about Law and Order than I do, David. I just know she's on Law and Order and a lot of it. Yeah, I think she's the chief of police. So then Reba delivers a giant package. Yeah, that she like forgot about. She's like, oh, I almost forgot that there's these guys outside waiting to put a package in. <laughs> yeah, I think incidentally, <laughs> I think delivering a giant package is what got Pee Wee arrested. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> So, inside of this giant package is Grace Jones. <laughs> this, this so, am I the only person that took note of what Grace Jones is wearing? Well, Grace Jones is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and this is another one where it's like this subversive kind of like, Grace Jones is avant-garde, man. Like, yeah. this isn't... This is like a real curated, I don't know, like there's a high art element to this Pee Wee stuff, I gotta tell you, and these are like elements of kitsch and like all these different 
Pee-wee is really layered, and this Grace Jones performance is mesmerizing <laughs> to me. Yeah. But yeah, she's wearing this weird, like, plastic... I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't even know how to plastic, describe what like, she's wearing. plastic, like, body armor. Almost. Like, like, she basically looks like a Barbie doll that's been stripped of their clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It's so amazing. She sings the long, the little drummer boy, and it's like otherworldly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so amazing. It almost it almost felt like something out of the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. When that Wookiee got in that uh, headset and saw what. Yeah, it, exactly. There's like this sort of like weird ethereal musical mm. performance. It's so good. And then oh, and the other and the joke is that. She was delivered to the playhouse by accident because you're supposed to be delivered to the White House. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not the I playhouse, like the White House. So That's a good one. How did you guys, did you guys watch this on YouTube or something else? Uh, Netflix. No, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay, because I watched it on YouTube. I probably should have watched oh. it on Netflix. But, so mine was, like, uh, recorded from the TV. So I got blessed with 1991, was it? Uh, com- I think it was 1988. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1988 commercials. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. I really enjoyed that. So I got to see, like, Honey Nut Cheerios with Scrooge. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I remember that one. And then there was an Isotone Glove commercial where, like, the lady's about to have sex with a guy. That, that oh, seemed kind of di- odd with uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. But Man, the 80s were a was. weird time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just so you know if you go to a holiday party this holiday season make sure you find a designated driver it might be the last time you can Ah, thanks 1980s PSA <laughs> I'm gonna live forever now so then <laughs> after the commercial break we get Frankie and Annette oh yeah I don't know if I've talked to you guys before about how much I love Frankie and Annette. Do you? <laughs> I really do. I do remember watching, I went to, what was the, crap, I'm blanking it, back, back to the beach, right? Yep. And Pee Wee was in that, right? He was. And I remember I went to that movie in the theater and pretty much was just waiting for Pee Wee Herman to show up, because he was like yep. advertised in the like trailer, and he has like five minutes in the movie if that yeah if that yeah totally i remember that i saw back to the beach as a kid and that was like a much much later follow-up to all their beach movies yeah like as a kid i had no idea that this was like referencing something from the past or anything or like yeah yeah a follow-up as you said i just but those movies are great like beach blanket bingo and bikini beach all those movies like i love them deeply yeah i don't think i've ever seen like the original what what when did they come out was it the 70s or the uh those are from the i would say those are from the 60s because and that was a mouse coteer and then um uh, i guess after that she made all those movies i think she was like in her late teens probably when she made those movies i I don't know i don't think i actually ever seen any of them I started renting them, and I really liked them. Like, Bikini yeah. Beach especially is really good. So, Frankie and Annette, um, I think this is a really good bit, too. All those kind of <laughs> well, the, they become gruel orphans for him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they do. He gets his own gruel orphans. Well, and I love these jokes, too, when they're, like, doing this craft yeah. stuff, and they're like, oh, here's to use a toothbrush to spray green on there. And then they're like, make sure you rinse it off before... 
you use it, and then she's like, oh, and then she, like, smiles and her teeth are green. Like, I don't know why, but that kind of stuff is so funny to me. Or Frankie's like, roll this potato in paint and then rub it on this paper, and you've got a candy cane, and Peavy looks at it like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like this crazy old man, basically. Yeah, no, I really like that, yeah. So then um, Peavy's like, all right, now make me 500 cards. And they're like, what? And he's like, get to it. Like, <laughs> and there's like no comeuppance for that. <laughs> no, they make him his cards and everybody's yeah. happy. <laughs> well, they're not, but. Yeah. And then um, I really loved this. Oh, wait. So wait. First, uh, Cher shows up for like a minute and tells us a secret word, yeah, she which shows is up year. just to learn the secret word. And that's when I remember there's a secret word in Pee Wee's Playhouse. I was like, oh, yeah. And I don't remember Cher being in the opener. Yeah. It's saying Cher would be. I also did not remember that. Yeah, when she showed up, I was like, wait, I don't remember Cher. Yeah, and no one told me Cher was going to be in this. <laughs> if I could turn back time. <laughs> if I could turn back time, I would put Cher in the opening credits. Exactly. So then the king of cartoons shows up, and I don't know why, but this is so funny to me. When he's like, I brought you a present. And he's like, it's not a fruitcake, is it? Yeah. And he's like, no, it's two fruitcakes. <laughs> I, I genuinely laughed at that. I, that part kills me. And then when Annette, because then Annette's like, oh, I want to introduce the cartoons. And he's like, I don't know. And then there's just like a shot of her like smiling mm-hmm. kind of meekly. <laughs> and there's something also, there's these really good like quick expression shots all the time on yeah. PB's Playhouse that are so funny. I remember as a kid watching Pee-wee's Playhouse and always being super excited for the King of Cartoons because that meant a cartoon was coming up. I remember as a kid thinking the cartoons were boring because they, they were old. I remember well, also was always ended up being, being disappointed by the cartoons that were shown okay. but not learning my yeah. lesson the next episode. You Every time you showed up, you were excited because you thought, for sure, this time they're going to show a good cartoon. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like, it's Saturday morning, finally I get some cartoons. And then I'm like, oh, it was a lame cartoon. <laughs> they're like these weird, obscure cartoons, but they're all like really amazing, actually, the old cartoons that they pick. Yeah, they have a, I mean, they they have a certain charm to them that would have been totally lost on me. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I feel the same way. Like, that's like, I remember when Grace Jones sang when I was a kid. I was like, ugh. Like, I didn't like anything <laughs> with singing, you know? <laughs> Get to the good stuff. And then, um, so then Annette gets to introduce the cartoon, and then we see Joan Rivers for, like, five seconds for no reason. Yep. Um, and she's, like, doing Hollywood squares on the screen, and then she says, she says Merry Christmas, and then we see that, and we see an old cartoon, we don't really need to explain (laughs) it, but, um, and then we come back, and we see Billy Baloney, who's a puppet that Mm Pee-wee uses, and uh, there's not a lot to say about that other than that. This is the Billy Baloney segment. <laughs> I will say that then it goes to a commercial in which I saw Zack Zack the Lego Maniac and was very excited. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. You always knew when you were getting Legos for Christmas because you yeah. could shake the box. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> So then it's snowing out. Here we go. Here's where shit gets real. Because he's like, oh, it's snowing. And he's like, can I go outside? And then Frankie and Annette are like, can we go outside? And he's like, no. (laughs) And then he runs outside and there's yellow snow. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this is where we see Cowboy Curtis. Mm -hmm. 
played by Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne said that aside from when he played Ike Turner, this was his greatest role. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look that up. Just believe me. Yeah, I just I wrote I just wrote down all oh, Larry Fishburne putting in the work. It is interesting how many of these characters are black. I'll just put it there that like yeah. the vast majority yeah. of the like recurring characters on Pee Wee's Play House were people of color, which is interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of Hispanic people too. Yeah, no, that's the cool mm-hmm. thing about the show, and it's like pretty. I mean, it's like a yeah, it's a progressive yeah. show. Like it's not that's I guess what I'm saying. Pee Wee's Playhouse is like not about the establishment. <laughs> it's like a, a counterculture kids show you yeah. know i don't know yeah it, explain yeah, it, it definitely has that vibe that again lost on me as a kid but readily apparent yeah. as an adult mm-hmm. so then the del rubio triplets show up and uh i don't really how, know what else to say how about. did we feel about the lengths of their skirts <laughs> i guess i didn't know it was too long <laughs> i yeah okay we can move Wait. on. I'm just gonna. Get, I'm gonna get myself. How did in you trouble. feel about the length of their skirts, Austin? <laughs> I felt they were too <laughs> short. <laughs> I was um, somewhat disturbed. I was afraid I was going to see things that couldn't be unseen. No, don't. I felt as though they weren't yeah. short enough. <laughs> I think they're very attractive for their age, Austin. I do think they were very attractive for their age. It doesn't change the fact that I worried about the length <laughs> of their skirts. So then we get to see Little Richard, and Little Richard's one of those people that everything he says is funny to me. <laughs> he just shows up and it's funny, right? Like, Human yeah. cartoon Little Richard. <laughs> yeah. He like falls and he's like, Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> and then he's like, Pee Wee, I fell in the snow. <laughs> like, everything he says. And then this is an interesting sort of meta joke because then there's a joke about how Pee Wee is a good ice skater and you see yeah. him ice skating, and then they 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 point out that it was yeah. a double, like mm-hmm. you see the double, mm-hmm. which is. Yep. But how would Little Richard have not seen that? Yeah, I thought you're not supposed to question these things, right? You're just supposed uh, to go with every, it. We, everybody gets you one. Win. That was yours, Ryan. <laughs> so then. We go back inside, and Katie Lang performs. This is the point that I realized that I wish I was high. I think, yeah. I think Katie Lang singing Jingle Bell Rock to a dancing globe with a face, and I'm just like, I really need some weed right now to properly enjoy what's going on on my TV. Yeah, like hallucinogens. Well, no, like Pee Wee's Playhouse is made to be watched on drugs. <laughs> Yeah, that seems pretty apparent. And is it Globy? Is that his name? You know it's Globy. <laughs> David, if 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 you're wondering what the <laughs> what the animate object's name is, you put a Y after what the animate object is. It's true. So then, uh, oh, and I like at the end of her performance, she goes, "Oh, what's the matter, you?" I like that. <laughs> Oh, and Dirty Dog, who's in the Puppetland band that plays yeah. with Katie Lang, yeah. is another denizen of the Playhouse who's clearly on a lot of drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they went out of their way to be like, how much can we make this dog look like he's on drugs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we see everyone's stockings, and Randy tells Terry there's no Santa Claus. Boom. And it, uh, it reminded me of my upbringing a lot. Randy's a little dick. He's a piece of shit, yeah. 
And then Pee Wee has a really gigantic stocking. Yeah, but of course. then they because he's because he's still. But great. then they're like, "Oh, do you think that stocking is big enough?" And I'm like, "You don't have to like hang a lamp lampshade on this joke. It's pretty obvious." Even I <laughs> well, got it. He had two, I he had two of them. Fruitcakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So you want when it, it it's probably was to make five year olds laugh. So it's not subtle exactly. enough for you. <laughs> And then we got a Penny cartoon. Yeah, Penny. I remember Penny. How do you think they make Penny cartoons? That was my question. This was one where I saw them as an adult, and I was like, oh, it's like a little kid talking. Like, Like, I never... Like, they just recorded a kid talking and then animated to it, right? I guess. I mean, they made a ton of Mm -hmm. these, too. Well, and they're not... They're they're never very long, so they probably just like yeah. had a kid talk for fifteen minutes and like they got twenty five thirty cartoons out of that. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, and they're cool the way they're made too. That's another one. When I was a kid, I didn't really like the penny cartoons, and I like them yeah. a lot as an adult. Yeah, it's all like claymation for people who don't know. But with but she has pennies for her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So then Frankie and Ted are like. <laughs> So they're like we're hungry away. and we're hungry and we're tired and he's like you can have this bread and water <laughs> hard right that's uh... oh, no, really I, awesome. I totally love that they lean into uh... the joke yeah and then some cow character shows up I don't yeah, remember how yeah, I didn't remember well. the cow either kiss, right the cow yeah. kiss or yes the cow yeah the cow oh okay. And then she gives Pee Wee a fruitcake. Yep. And then Jaja Gabor <laughs> shows up, and she doesn't really wow. do anything, right? No, which is kind of Jaja yeah. Gabor shtick. She graces yeah. you with her presence. Yes. And then Dinosaur calls. Yeah. So, do you have any other information about Dinosaur? This is like the only person I'm not familiar with in this thing. Um. Well, okay. Let's see what I got. She. She gets name dropped in Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Okay. <laughs> the late di- the late Dinosaurra. Um she uh, uh, actress, singer, uh received numerous Emmy Awards for television specials and productions and appeared in many films. Was married to actor George Montgomery. Um, hmm. for what for what that's worth. But um let's see if I can find I mean, she's like a singer and an actress, she's like old Hollywood, um, like 40s and 50s. She was part of the Disney stable. Mm. So like all those, the the like musical cartoons that they did up into um, package films, like Make Mine Music and Fun and Fancy Free. She did voices for those. Mm. Um, she was in a bunch of like musicals with Danny Kaye. Um, yeah. Well, she sings at 12 Days of Christmas. She's basically old, old Hollywood singer, actress. All right. I do kind of like her bit here, though. Yeah. Yeah, so she sings at 12 Days of Christmas, and Pee Wee gets sick of it and just, like, leaves it (laughs) on the line. (laughs) She calls it in. But but only after he subs in for himself a peewee mannequin doll stand-in that just yeah. rented an apartment in my nightmares well, <laughs> i think during weird. this first he puts her on like call waiting 
to take a call from Oprah, I think it is. Yeah, let's yes. not forget <laughs> that. <laughs> and Oprah's is one of the main ones where she's like, hey, Pee Wee, Merry Christmas. Yep. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, this is, this is what made me realize. I'm like, wait. Are the people that are on the phone on the phone because they were the only people that they wanted but couldn't get to the like stage in order to film this? So they were like, "We'll film you remotely and do it as a phone." One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just yeah. I just want to make sure we were all aware of that. I think they shot for cameos. Yeah. I mean, I think that they were like, "Let's get the biggest people we can to just do a thirty-second thing." Yeah. But um. Because Oprah's like, yeah. I'm way too fucking busy on my my footstep to domination at this point. I can't show up here, but I'll pop in for a little video mm-hmm. chat. Yeah. So then, uh, we learn about, um, Feliz Navidad and how is it, uh, we learn about hitting pinatas on Christmas. Yeah. This is where I got a and... little uncomfortable with Pee Wee's like complete inability to even try to learn Spanish. Oh, that's, like, also a running bit in Pee-wee. I don't know. It's, like, it is... It can be definitely seen as disrespectful (laughs) to cultures, but it's also... I'm not trying to decry racism. It just made me uncomfortable. I'll put it that way. Well, that's one of those things, too, that I think reads uh, differently now than asked to. So, Ryan, are you saying saying that Pee-wee having difficulty with the Spanish language was a running bit, or Pee-wee being culturally insensitive (laughs) was a running bit? Well, the culturally insensitivity thing, and then anytime he learns something in another language, and I think maybe big words too, he like repeats them and he can't say them. He's okay. like, then, 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 you know, like that's that happens a lot. Okay. It's not like just right now, um, and it's part of the joke of like, pre- you know, because they present elements of other cultures yeah. like, to the kids who are the audience, you know, right? And so right. Pee Wee, Pee Wee's never, you know, the most, yeah. Um, but I love Pee-wee's line. He goes about the pinata. He goes, "You have to break things on Christmas." <laughs> <Yeah>. Christmas. <laughs> it's excited about that. And then Charo yeah. shows up. Charo. And for a long time, like this was how I knew who Charo was. Was the Pee-wee Christmas special? It's still like my main Charo memory. Charo is almost close to Zsa Zsa Gabor levels of famous for being. But she's a perform. She plays the hell out of that guitar. Oh man. yeah, no, she's. she's I mean, she's a, um, a musical. Like, I think she came up as a, um, like singer dancer kind of a thing. But yeah. just just in terms of like as an actor actress. I mean, she had a stint on the Love Boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I think was was kind of her her claim to fame. Not a long stint at all, but that that kind of got her in front of a larger American audience. But yeah, I think she's like yeah. a. Uh, a talented performer but you know you say what's her filmography there's not a whole lot there but at the same time i feel like people know who charo is charo popped up in these kinds of variety show christmas special stuff a lot yeah and i think it's not as much of a thing anymore like some people used to be like late night tv personalities like people would just show up on johnny carson Mm -hmm. a lot and stuff like that yeah it doesn't really work the same way now no so then she gives them a fruit cake and she says it in Spanish. I just guess I guess you could. It's almost like the equivalent of reality stars now, except back then they had a little more talent. To you needed you needed more talent to get on like the Johnny Carson show than being a reality star. Just I don't know. You have to exist. I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you needed yeah. to do something, right? Like, yeah, there there were people who got their start by just being like re- repeat performers on. Mm-hmm. Carson show 
and not like not just comedians, but like actors yeah. and singers and stuff. But yeah, they yeah. did something <laughs> in order to do that. Yeah, they weren't like, "Here's me arguing with my sister yeah. at home." Yeah. So then, Mrs. Renee comes over. And she's Jewish, and she teaches us about Hanukkah <laughs> and the dreidel. <laughs> okay, so this is where we also get a little bit of almost cultural sensitivity, where she's like, I don't celebrate Christmas. You don't? I'm Jewish. You are? <laughs> like, like, it's almost like the most ridiculous. Like, you're Jew. Like, I've been talking to someone who's Jewish all this time? <laughs> And I don't know, it's kind of funny, and I'm like, is it insensitive? Or is she like, come on, this is the Hanukkah portion of the show. Like, you guys have to just section off a Christmas special. I was literally typing on my screen, hey, this is the part of the Christmas show where we talk about Hanukkah, (laughs) as she said the line. And I'm like, okay, check and make. Because I feel like that's every Christmas special, they have like the token... Here's a Jewish person to tell you that Hanukkah's also a thing that exists. Maybe we'll play the yeah. dreidel. Yeah. So they're they're just very up matter of fact about yep. it. Yep. They they hung a giant bright lampshade up. And then we find out that the claymation dinosaurs are Jewish. Austin. Oh yeah. They have... Doesn't that yeah. make sense since they exist BC? Ah. Oh yeah. Good thing you <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> so then uh, Frankie and Annette are like we're done <laughs> making the cards and then he's like now make the envelopes <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> and the 12 days of Christmas song is still going yeah I think she's on like day mm-hmm. 20 at this point yeah so then it goes way past the 12 days yeah is the other thing. that's the game yeah that's kind of funny because she's like plate of nachos yeah, I think it was one, one of, of the them, things uh... and, and fruit because she's like 20 fruit cakes 19 plate of nachos <laughs> <laughs> that, that got that got a good chuckle out of me yeah. and then uh, they are all decorating the tree and then randy's being a piece of shit and he unplugs it yeah well he's got the right idea about the corporatization of uh christmas there. i don't know i sometimes i start to feel like David is the Randy of our podcast. Because you start to, or you're just discovering that, like this, you're just remembering this Randy character. You're like, oh, that's a lot like David. That reminds me of a fellow I know named David. In, in that he, so, in that he's not wrong, but he's still kind of a dick about it. <laughs> so then he's like, "What's the meaning of Christmas?" And we see like some old stock footage that actually tells you about like the religious yeah. roots of Christmas, which I thought, like, it was probably, like, the last year that people actually incorporated any sort of actual religion into a Christmas well, it's, special. It's very much, it's very much taking a page out of the, the Peanuts Christmas special, where, you know, mm. it's, it's the whole thing is, is Charlie Brown trying to grapple with the meaning of Christmas, and it culminates in Linus repeating the, the, bir- the Jesus birth story from one of, I forget, I think it's Mark that he reads it from, one of the Gospels. Uh, so it's that same kind of thing, but I went I went through a whole like a like roller coaster of loving, hating, and then kind of loving that it's just it's not just stock footage, but it's like stock footage of a children's pageant, like a seemingly mm. random children's pageant. <laughs> I just find it. <laughs> They said it was like, oh, it celebrates the birth of the Christ child. Yeah. And the term the Christ child always seems a little <laughs> odd to me or something. You know? The Christ child. It is the Christ child. No, I see, child. I always like when they refer to it as the Christ child because it makes it sound like 
you know, ominous and mythical. <laughs> and... Uh-huh. It's the birth of Jesus. You're like, oh, okay, it's just it's the birth of Jesus. Like, the birth of the Christ child. <laughs> like, oh, this is, this, is, this is epic now. So then Pee Wee is gifted some more fruitcakes. Oh, I should have mentioned that... Um... Mrs. Renee was like, we have eight days of Hanukkah, so here's eight fruitcakes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, um, so this is really, really, because um, I remembered, I had like a memory of being like, cause they take all the fruitcakes and they're making like a wing of the playhouse out of them. But, yeah, the, I do remember that. So, and I remembered the construction workers being. But Ryan, who who is making this wing? Yeah, so I remember the construction workers being like homoerotic. <laughs> I had that memory from watching this, and then like he opens the door, and there's a guy in there, and he's like muscly, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe I was reading too much into it. But then a guy comes out with his shirt fully off. Yeah, he's a, he's ripped. He's like a Chippendale dancer kind of guy. Just yeah. like yeah, it was pretty. And they're blatant. holding fruit cakes, you know. So you know. I was surprised by that. Yeah, I was just there, you know. Like there, it was not commented upon. Yeah, which is, I guess, how you get away with jokes like that in a kids' show, you know. Yeah, but I thought it was really that. That's one of the. That's the type of thing that when I watch this as an adult, I'm like, oh wow, like. I know. <laughs> You're like, I think I'm gay. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, it, it would have flown over my head as a kid. I can't miss it now as an adult. But then I'm thinking like. What about the adults that may have been watching it with kids back when I was a kid? Like, would they have figured it out? Yeah, I think they would have just thought it was funny, you know? Like, I hope I so. I mean, this wasn't for everybody. It yeah, was, like I said, not. it was, of like, not. a weird sort of counterculture. But if you were, like, you know, young, hip parents, you probably thought it was awesome. But at the same time, I could see very not young, unhip parents having their kid watching this, thinking that it's just this straightforward kids' show. And then maybe, uh-huh. you know, they're they're reading the the Sunday paper or whatever while this is on and their kids are watching it because it's the 80s. And mm-hmm. they're like, wait, why are there homoerotic construction workers at the tail end of this? This is the 80s. We don't cotton to that business. These, these I'm days. sure that there were kids that were not allowed to watch this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know there would have been a, an age where if I watched it, I would have thought, wow, that's pretty homoerotic. But then assume that I was just being like a punk, perverted teenager. Like reading too and much that into that it. Wasn't the, yeah. yeah, that I just read that kind of sexual content into everything and it's not really intended <laughs> like <laughs> that. And then I'd have to get older when i finally be like, no, no, they were just being <laughs> homoerotic. No, like it clearly it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, was, this wasn't me reading too much into yeah, it's it. it's like, I mean, I doubt, I mean, maybe I don't give my parents enough credit, Uh I, I doubt my parents had any idea what the hell this show was about when I was watching it. Like, and, <laughs> yeah. and I don't think my parents, I mean, uh, my parents were pretty, are, they remained fairly liberal. And I don't think they would have had any kind of a problem with it if they were aware of what it was. But just the fact that this was like a surface level kids show with some subversive elements to it. I don't think they were aware of that at all. It was just something that was on that I was watching. No, I'm sure like when this was in prime time, I was just sitting in the kitchen watching it on TV and my parents were just out right whatever and other rooms yeah. doing stuff not even watching my family watched this together <laughs> like, this was what we watched we watched this last year <laughs> well that, i mean it's different if you're watching it as adults but we watched it when it came out too i remember this be i remember waiting for this to come on when it premiered yeah did you feel it was worth the wait in the end 
I remember as a kid, not so much, because I did. I just there it was funny, like what I didn't get about Pee Wee when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is like, if you were disappointed in this, I don't know what you would be expecting. Yeah, though, I know? was thinking about that today too. I was Cause, like, yeah. Because it's like this is just a Pee Wee Playhouse, like an extended episode. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's pretty much just what you would get. I think I didn't like all the singing. Yeah. Speaking of which, then they sing Christmas carols. And then they get milk and cookies together for Santa. And then Pee-wee's, like, got the milk and cookies, but he's like, where are my presents? <laughs> like, well, yeah, so it? Santa shows up, I yeah. guess we should say that. And so then Pee-wee goes, gets the milk and cookies, but then wants his presents in exchange for them. Yeah, and then I love, I think it's so funny where Santa's basically like, you asked for so many presents <laughs> that no one else gets any. There weren't enough for everyone else. This is a bluff by Santa, well, that's right? Like, I don't know. That's what I love about it is that it... it it both underscores Pee-wee's greed, but it also shows Santa to be kind of a crafty bluffer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives Pee-wee a chance to show that he's uh, humanity. Yes, human. Yeah. So then everyone, this is also like, this is kind of the recurring Pee-wee bit that like he's given mm-hmm. an opportunity to do the right thing and he doesn't want to do it. And he's sort of, uh, everyone sort of guides him into doing it. Like, he never does it right away yeah. on his own. He always has to kind of, like, go, all right. And then, uh, so he gives up his presents, and then he's going to help Santa deliver them. And uh, he gets his wish from Jombie, and he wishes for peace on Earth, which really worked out for all of us. <laughs> and that's it. It was pretty close to the Iraq War, I guess. It was, yeah. yeah. I believe it was the start of the Iraq War. Yeah, awesome. And that's it. It ends yeah. pretty much just like... Like you yeah. said, he usually rides away on his bike at the end, but he goes away in his sleigh on this one. Yeah, and he helps Santa deliver some presents. Yep. What a great Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, David, what did you learn from this? Uh, I learned that dinosaurs are Jewish, which I guess I just never thought about. <laughs> is that really what yours is going to be, Austin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another one? I'll think of something. You... <laughs> I learned how decorating is not being selfish. <laughs> so now when you like hang a picture, you feel like you did some charity or something? Yep, and I also learned that Christmas decorations are like unto booze. <laughs> <laughs> not where I'm concerned. Fair enough. Um... Come on, it'd be a Christmas miracle if you get one together. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you learn that the true meaning of the of Christmas is the birth Christ of child. the Christ child. I, I, <laughs> is it Randy? Is the, that's the Dick puppet. Yeah, I, I learned the Dick that, puppet. Yeah, I learned that uh, David has more in common with Randy than I previously realized. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you guys think this works as like a Christmas as a holiday special? Uh, what do you what do you rank it at? What do I rank it at? Like, how do you like it? Would you recommend it or what? Um, to the right person. Yeah, I, I would definitely. I would recommend it more for its subversive elements than for its holiday elements. Sure. Like, I think as a as a as a purely holiday bit of like holiday entertainment, it's a little thin on the ground although that grace jones little drummer boy is is pretty fantastic yeah Um, 
<laughs> but like the best things about it are sort of the the running jokes and the winks at the camera and the satire and some of the subversiveness and stuff versus just this like straight up holiday elements of it. What do you think, David? Yeah, I mean, I would recommend it to the right people who would enjoy it. Yeah, for its subversiveness, it's a variety show more than yep. anything yeah. else, and <laughs> yeah. which is fine. It's just I know my, my attention span for variety shows can wane sometimes. Like it's tough for me to sit through the entire thing, like an entire variety show. Which is weird because like the whole point of a variety show is like a bunch of little things, and it's different. I know <laughs> to like keep you, and yet I want like some sort of yeah, narrative, narrative to, to go throughout attention. everything. Mm, that's yeah. fair. And I guess, but then the also to a variety show is it does lend itself to, like you say, Ryan, where you don't have to, like, watch it. To, like, you can leave the room, come back, and you're not you know, yeah. you can, missing anything. You can, like, you can be like, I'm bored by this now, so I'll put this creepy dummy of me in my place and go yeah. get a snack while the song finishes. Exactly. Oh, she does finish it at the end of the episode, Yeah, right? she does. Without the actual 20 that she was up to, though. Yeah. That's how we... But I think it works. I mean, it works fine. I mean, if, if you're the right person who, like, likes Pee-wee, then I think you'd enjoy this, and it's kind of fun and festive in a holiday way, you know, with a lot of Christmas songs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, so. it definitely has a leg up in that it works as both a variety Christmas special and mm-hmm. as something a little bit more than that. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm the kind of person you're talking about, David, when you're like, this is like, so many things don't feel like they're made for me, and this feels like it's very much made for me. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, right on. Um, David, I find you humorous and insightful. Where else may I find you online so I can hear more of what you have to say? Uh, You can find me. I'm trying to think of something funny. Can't come up with it, which kind of negates your humorous, insightful part. Wow, so just David. find me. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me wishing for more wishes on Twitter, I guess, at Dr. Bits. That's a doctor spelled out. And at uh, therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And Austin Gordon, where can I find you online? Well, I was going to say that you could find me on Twitter extolling the virtues of the Christ child. But then that's going to make me sound like I'm like some sort of like uber evangelical religious type. Uh, Too late. Which I'm really not. Yeah. So just come find me on Twitter at Austin Gordon and uh, read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Well, you can just find him on Twitter. Coming is optional. And as for me, your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner, I my Twitter handle is oh yes, very nice, O-H-Y-E-S, very nice. And I don't really use Twitter very much. We're just talking about this. I still only have 140 characters. We're not, we're not sure why that is. <laughs> Is it 120? I can't remember. 140. 140. So I'm stuck at 140. That's how bad I am at Twitter. <laughs> um, oh, yes, very nice. It's also my website, which is all artwork and stuff like that. Uh, and that's all you need. As for the show, we are a very special episode podcast. You can watch every episode ever. By watch, I mean listen to <laughs> of our show at a very special episode podcast.com. You can follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash avsepod, where we love it when you comment on the thing and click the like button. And if you have questions for us, you can post them there. Like, we'll respond right away. Uh, our Twitter is at avsepod. I don't know. Maybe our Twitter has can do 240 characters. 
Oh, I should look and I should look and see if it can. Yeah. Yeah, you really should. That'd be that's my Christmas wish is that you'll do that. <laughs> if you would like to email us, you can do so at avsepodcast at gmail dot com, and we'll read it. We usually do like a round of them. I don't know. We'll do one again soon. As uh, and. Uh, you can also download download us at iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. We're free to download through all of those venues, so uh, you can have all of our episodes that way. Please leave us a review, a five-star review. We've gotten four-star reviews before, and I don't know what that's about. Indeed. It's five stars or just GTFO. keep it to yourself. Yeah. And uh, that's going to wrap things up. Do we know what we're doing next week? Who's, so we're doing weekly Christmas specials yeah, in December. Yeah, so after, yeah, yeah uh, let's see. So this is yours, Ryan. It'll be, It'll be Carolyn's Christmas episode. Yes, with Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse. I can't even say that it That thing, she's that's what she's. Metalocalypse. <laughs> I'm not even trying to say it because I know I can't yeah, I say know. it. <laughs> so uh, tune in next week for the Metalocalypse. There you go. Christmas special hosted by Carol. Uh, until then, I know you are, but what am I? Merry Christmas. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode. Special episode. Didn't uh, Urkel say that too? No. If he did, it was just a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But wasn't Urkel kind of a Pee Wee Herman? A little bit off? at first, I think. Yeah.